0: And it hurts. I never want to start another business in New York City. My God, it's like somebody just comes by if with you, a vacuum cleaner to suck your wallet out. I
1: just, can I tell you though? I, I, it's. I mean, where, I it. if you want to I do the it. big
0: leagues, where are you going to do? No, it? I know we did it. You know, it's in Bethlehem. But you know they're going to fight you.
1: Nothing <laughs> wrong with Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. No, it's where Baby
0: Jesus was born. <laughs> Not that Bethlehem. <laughs> You read Bad Blood yet? Oh my God, it was so good. It's pretty satisfying, right? It's
1: it's like something really delicious, but not just delicious, but you want it to stay in your mouth a really long time. With good
0: chocolate. Good chocolate. A nice, not too pricey a wine, but like a good wine.
1: Before I had the means, like the way a White Castle burger sort of melted into the bun Yeah, was just incredible. And that then the cheese, onions the had fact that, that sweetness. The, the
0: fact that you can't differentiate between the cheese and the meat
1: and the bread mm-hmm. and then you had those diced onions which gave it that sweetness which you don't understand that when you're 14
0: we should bring this back a little bit bad blood is a book by uh, an author named john carrie rue and it it's about theranos the company that the CEO was Elizabeth Holmes. It's a it's a Silicon Valley startup. Yeah, and it did blood testing. It had devices that, it was supposed to have devices that would go into like a Walgreens and you could go prick your finger, a little bit of blood would come out and it would do all these tests. And that's great because you know, no needles. Like, all right, needles. Or little and, tiny needles, just real, real cool. And so like, this is a world of TED Talks and big investors and Everybody was really into Theranos, and it turns out it was not great. It was bullshit. It was a nonsense company. Yeah. Uh, And you know what's tricky? Reading the book, and it's definitely, you're looking in a mirror at some parts of this. Like, you've met people like the people in this book. And so there's a few things that happen. First of all, it's just, it's hardware instead of software. And it's healthcare hardware instead of software. And so, you know, in software, we can make big promises and never deliver.
1: I have an awful bug.
0: Yeah. And everyone's like, well, it's a bad bug and you erased all the data, but yeah. nobody, nobody's dead. <laughs> and uh, literally, <laughs> like, you know, when we're doing this stuff, a lot of times if something's going real wrong, you'll say, oh, it's egg well, nobody died. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Well, you got to get on with it, right? So you got to fix it. Right. But in this case, in medical stuff, you
1: can't do it after the fact. No, no, no. You're playing with people's lives.
0: The journalist who reported it out really went deep at the Wall Street Journal and dug deep into this company, found a lot of problems. And boy, did they come hard at him to keep him from telling this story. But what you sense is they just kept telling themselves, you know, it's right around the corner. Yeah. Like, I think that there was a tremendous amount. There's deception of the public which is inexcusable. You cannot deceive the public with your blood product and tell them that, you know, come to Walgreens and we'll test everything and we'll tell you what's wrong with you when you can't do that. That's very, very- Probably should go to jail. That's a terrible thing to is do. It's a possibility. Just a right? flat out terrible thing to yeah. do. That's right. But there's an element of self-deception throughout that I really found fascinating because it, it, that's a big part of software. Like you just, you kind of lie to yourself about how easy it's going to be. Well, there's this wonderful Bill Burr. Skit. Bill Burr is a comedian. Yeah, you love him.
1: He's a knucklehead. He's like a, just a jerk from Boston, and he's just angry at everything. And frankly, he looks like Socrates next to the other stand-up comedians on Netflix. So, <laughs> so there's that.
0: Yeah, and the other he went after um, Steve Jobs in one bit, and it's that's great. the thing.
1: And and what he went at, the way he went after him actually made me re- reminded me of Theranos, which was. Okay, so they put forward like this icon, he's a genius. But what did he do? He walked around with a fruit in his hand and he'd say, "Make it smaller. I yeah. want to I want the screen, I want to use my finger." And no, you can't add any buttons. Go
0: figure it out. Now Bill Burr doesn't know what product is. He's just like this person did nothing. He wore a turtleneck. He wore a turtleneck. At right. So I think Now I know we have to we have to be mindful. Bill Versace, like Steve Jobs, came up in Silicon Valley. He actually did. He knew what assembly programming was. He did some. He did, and he
1: like, got in there. Yeah, he saw the
0: problems he, and sat next to you,
1: and he did get in there.
0: Clearly, he knew like what the limits of possibility were, and he would just shove people right up to Threw the them, sort of past that <laughs> limit, right? Like the the anecdote there's an anecdote about the iphone where he they told him it couldn't be any smaller and they handed him a prototype yeah i don't know if this is true or not but he dropped theoretically he dropped it into the aquarium in his office because of course he would have an aquarium yeah and uh and bubbles came out he was like well there's clearly still room (laughs) right so that
1: (laughs) by the way he killed some of the rarest tropical fish oh yeah five sharks died that day
0: (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> they just sucked down some gallium arsenide. Right. And also, Elizabeth Holmes really copied Steve Jobs down to the turtleneck. She believed in him. His image. Yes. She
1: copied his image down to the turtleneck. And I think what she believed was, and I think this is Bill Burr's point, which is, look, I'm going to go and get a bunch of money, step one. Mm-hmm. Step two, I'm going to hire really smart, talented people, which she was able to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of PhDs, a lot of thought leaders mm-hmm. in in medicine and 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 the like, and... I'm going to be a figurehead. I'm going to be the leader. And I'm going to scream at them yeah, a I'm lot. Gonna, I'm going to be the leader. Just like gonna,
0: Steve. I'm going to bring this together. I'm going to make this happen. Beyond Steve's
1: genius, and he's a genius. Let's acknowledge that. Yeah. He was a tyrant. He was brutal in what he, what, how he tried and what the tactics he'd used to try to get more out of people. And she figured, I'll just do the same thing. I'll just I'm not gonna do any of it. I can't do it. I mean, I'm I'm Steve Jobs. I'm I'm gonna walk
0: around and just scare people. Now granted, he had built the industry, you know, big part of the industry, and had a great sense for consumer product and it was demonstrable. And he, he built careers as he went along. She came in very young in her twenties and, and sort of was like, I'll do that too. Oh, it breaks down. But she had, sure. she hadn't done the homework, right? Exactly. Like, the the story is just like there's a lot of narcissism involved. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of old Republican dudes involved. In this was story. weird too. Because right? the Hoover Institution, which is the sort of right wing, sort of very classic think tank associated with Stanford. Well, she,
1: as I like to say, it's the retirement home for Republicans. She's like their bright young granddaughter or something. If this was real, yeah. she would probably be a modern day oh. Joan of
0: Arc. We'd be sitting here like just talking about women in business. Yeah. She'd be an icon. That's what's brutal about this. Actually. It's it's tough. It really sucks because it was like, here was this really weird one-off story with this very like smart, clever person. And it turns out to be a fraud. Yeah. And that just, that part is, is very depressing because it's also, you know, there was a point where there were billions and billions of dollars in value. And this was going to be a great blood testing framework. And yeah, and it was also cool to see Silicon Valley connect to pharma and to all, like, it was like, oh, whoa, this is a brave new world. And I remember reading about it and feeling a little bit left behind, like, oh, is that the way it's going? Yeah. Whoa, we're going to still build software. It'll be okay. But like, wow, maybe, maybe we should all get into blood testing. And Well, Silicon Valley
1: gets real excited over disrupting status quo. It right? does. And it this, wants- was, this was the pitch. Except
0: a lot of times disruption is just a new middleman. You know, a lot of times disruption is we're going to get rid of supply chain engineering and drop blockchain in. And you're like, but calm down. Is that good for me? And they're like, no, (laughs) but I get 5% of every transaction. (laughs) And so this was actually like not it was genuinely disruptive. Like, don't go to the the, quest diagnostics. It'll be in the home. Oh, that's
1: another thing we worth noting. This wasn't just about new hardware and Walgreens. This yeah, is gonna be in your house. Yeah, this is gonna be next to your that's blender. It's gonna be good for
0: diabetics. It's gonna be for everyone. So there's a lot of ambition and hope that got connected to this, and and without a doubt, a lot of doctors got involved, and doc- <laughs> Mad Dog Mattis was involved, and so there was a really interesting moment too, where which I thought about a lot, which is she went and got Shiat Day, which is the ad agency that did a lot of Apple's advertising. So of course they went for that for Theranos and there's a big part of the book about trying to get the website out. And of course it's, it's a disaster because they're just trying to get the website up. Like that's, that's the first part that's hard is that Theranos has a very controlled image and they have a lot of stories they want to tell, but also they keep having to kind of, everyone's starting to realize that the marketing message doesn't correlate to reality.
1: Right. It's one of these moments down to like language that's scrubbed on the site. Right.
0: Right. And so it's this very tricky thing where the agency isn't quite sure what its ethical responsibilities are because they're about to put health information up. Now, now legally, you know, we have this too. We're indemnified. If somebody says, can you do this for us? And, you know, they give us some copy to put on a website. We're indemnified. That's on them. Yes. Like we don't, we can't take responsibility for that because we don't have the domain knowledge. Yeah, it's just things. it's just you're talking
1: about stuff that is affecting people's health and lives that even as an ad agency or a marketing
0: agency it just you can't from,
1: help but like uh, can we just talk about this for yeah, a second? I don't know
0: if we want this on. Well, cuz you go I mean it's really like right. this is dangerous. Right. this is things like that that are bad for the world and bad for business and you're like, "Uh-oh." Right. Right, and it's really tough. Like you can see the people who are in there who are just like the the people who are supposed to get the website up at day. Yeah,
1: like oh, what the the language is kind of aggressive. This is weird. And
0: there's you can just imagine that five hundred million email chain. Yeah, of like, well, what about if we said sometimes yeah. instead of always? Right, exactly. Or like frequently. You try to get in the head of the founder here,
1: right? And you have to wonder: Is the founder terrible? And self-aware and it's just decided okay i'm evil i know what i'm doing is evil or is this someone that just got lost and just drank their own
0: kool-aid i think this is so i think that you're surrounded the bright talented obviously gifted person
1: she has like what was that back to netflix wild wild country what's the name of the dude Everybody worships. Oh, Bagwan. Bagwan, but yeah. nobody said it. he never said anything, right? He just had that charisma. I know, but that was that's
0: hard to do too. I'd I, love I to do. I think she's. That. I don't what think. Do you consider
1: him intelligent? Yeah. Oh having... no,
0: he was brilliant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would love. So
1: you're you're really you're you're measuring this against how? Can you imagine
0: if we didn't have to do this podcast and we could just sort of sit here and look at people and they like would get their LSD work, and just and they would get their work done? Do you know how great that would be?
1: If I could, oh, just, I could oh, just look I out in
0: the window and like look at the design department and smile, and is that genius? Like nod, I'm sure. Why not? There's all kinds of intelligence. You don't just have to yell at people you're in right. Bay Ridge.
1: I, I think, <laughs> I think you're right, and I think I think what you're talking about is this sort of common trait, which is the ability to get people to emotionally connect. Yeah. With whatever
0: it is you're doing. Well, whatever
1: is, it is you're about and, and to just almost become drunk on. There's
0: it. a terrible truth. I can't remember Whoever wrote the big book on management in the seventies, I can't remember. It's Tom Peters or Peter's Tom's or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, just said at one point that, you know, all management is manipulation, <sighs> which is a brutal truth. I, I let's use persuasion. No, it's, I mean, just like why, why sweeten it? It's, it's about convincing people that the things that you find to be in the best interest of the organization are also in their best interest. Anyway, this woman is obviously extremely talented because she did something I've never done, which is build a bazillion dollar blood testing company. Now, granted, it was she didn't, but <laughs> go ahead. But still, like the thing that she pulled off is very hard. The fact that there was no it product is. makes it almost more impressive. Yes. In an in a evil way. And there was a product. It just severely underdelivered on what was promised. And they well, were doing a lot of like testing.
1: This was the first, I have t- two lessons that I took out of this book. And, you know, as a non-practicing attorney, by the way, we should talk for a minute about how attorneys
0: can turn and be just incredibly this nasty. Is what, the book ended up being about the way that litigation affects the truth about business and how a business is run and operated at a certain scale. And how
1: you can use it as an intimidation tool.
0: You know, this drives me. I will ruin
1: you. And, mm-hmm. th- and the thing is, you're walking out of there and you're like, listen, you're going to sign this. And if you say one thing, because you're walking out of there knowing this, that
0: you're quitting the and you're scam
1: saying, was known years before it came out. Yeah. It's just as you're walking out the door and say, hey, listen, uh, you know, we're rigging old blood testing machines and we're lying to everyone. If you mention this to
0: anyone, I will ruin you. I don't even know if it was a scam. I think it was very spongy and people believed whatever they chose to believe. No, but you had created an environment in which people could believe what they wanted. And then you go, "I, I can't do this anymore. I need to quit. And they would go, clearly, you've lost the thread here. You are in big trouble you we over here we're doing this amazing work and you're telling us that you're going to just walk out on this you're going to sign this document right or we're going to ruin your life because we're doing something here to change the world and you just came in and said that you don't want any part of it and like if you're a typical human being without a lot of legal background you're just, that's like a full blast oh, into absolutely. your brain you're like absolutely. okay whatever i'll sign whatever please don't yeah, kill leave me. me alone yeah yeah
1: which i you know the 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 Wall Street Journal reporter who chase this story had a real hard time getting people to kind of comfortably take baby steps towards him
0: but this is where to let him know what's going on journalism is great because all the same lawyers came to came to meet with the wall street journal yeah and the journal's like come on yeah because they don't really have a dog in the fight and in fact it's even worse he got rupert murdoch over there investing and he owns the wall street journal and he owns the wall street journal and it still didn't matter he wouldn't mess with it
1: no, he can't, right? The Wall Street Journal, like any sort of formidable publishing brand. You lose all your talent. Oh no, it has a self-destruct button, Yeah, right? Like you, you can't lose all your do talent. it. If that ever got out that he yeah. he like muzzled the Wall Street Journal cuz he owns it, it would have been the end of the well, Wall Street Journal.
0: I think Street everybody kind of hates Rupert Murdoch, but he keeps going partly because he he creates these Oh, he knows the rules. He yeah. knows the rules.
1: And that was that, right? And also, it was like a, a tax drawdown. Oh, <laughs> for yeah. Him. It was like nothing. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, I have some, I, I can put this against well, some. Uh, $100 million, some whatever.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you know, so lawyers just show up. And this is, I joke about this, but one of, the, one of the good things about starting this company with you, you know, I came out of editorial and media, and, and people don't know this. Like, everyone's like, oh, an editor. Well, your job is to get really good language into the magazine. Your number one job in any role where you're dealing with the public is to reduce litigation risk. People don't get that. Like my job has often been, you know, when I'm writing, when I was an editor, when I'm doing anything, you think constantly about the attack surface for litigation. You're no babe in the woods, right? You have a lot of power.
1: You do. You could ruin a company. You could ruin you a could person ruin a career. with an article.
0: Then there are rules. You need sourcing. You can but the key thing is you can still get sued at any moment.
1: You can sue anyone. And this is why
0: Cardinal I re- Rule. I really like one of the great things about filing this company with you is that I always have counsel. Swear to God. I mean, people don't, you know, all the, all. or of our, it's a great partnership, Paul. No, but no, all <laughs> of our contracts go through you, right? Like, that's not me. I've seen a lot of organizations that get in trouble because they get a template and then they modify it. And then there's a lawyer on the other side. And, you know, it's just like, well, no, it's fine. We're, it's fine. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like, let me see that contract before we sign it. Yeah, that's true. That's really good. Like, I, counsel has seen all of the contracts that Postlight has signed.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing and that gave you some comfort here, as an attorney, even a non-practicing one, the last thing we give out is comfort ever. Yeah. In fact, our <laughs> jobs is to give to provide discomfort That's as right. much as possible, is that any sort of outreach from legal freaked you out. Oh, yeah. Like
0: a letter like of oh, any I sort. I don't and, want to d- open it. If I get the email and it's the other, the contract on the other side, it makes me nervous.
1: You really, and, and I think you've seen me
0: open letters and then throw them in the garbage. immediately. I think (laughs) you turn to me and you know, knock on wood, we haven't been sued and I don't think we, I mean, we keep everything, we keep everything buttoned up. We deliver what we say. And if there's disagreements, we sit down and really, we do a good faith effort to figure everything out. So we're pretty good, but you just turned me at one point and you're like, don't worry, we could get sued. It would be okay. Yeah. Like, it just don't, it's not going to kill you. We'll be fine. (laughs) If posts like get sued, we get sued. And I'm like, you know, because I'm what, well, you don't understand if you're not an attorney. I think you, you, you forget, but like, you're under constant litigation risk. The news is about everyone getting sued. And then you're like, and you read stuff like the Theranos story, which literally they just threatened everyone with everything. And they have the most high powered lawyer in America, one of them, David Boyce. He's the. Bush Gore voting attorney. Yeah, that's right. And so what are you going to do if that comes for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, going to bow down. You're just like, I don't have any tools or understanding. And I was, before we started post-late, I think I lived in a lot more fear. Yeah. And also you're kind of, you don't have a lot of money to get a lawyer to look everything over and on and on. Yeah, There were examples in that book of
1: other lawyers when they found out it was boys saying, just sign
0: it. Just, yeah, just let this it go. This is too much. Let just don't do
1: it. Don't do it. Don't go there. Meanwhile, these are lawyers who could have made money and <laughs> no, charged fees. They're like, just get it. out of this. It's not worth it. I think there were two lessons that I took away okay. from, from the book. One was, and this is, I think, someone, anyone that has a business or is thinking of starting a business, around how you treat people. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to get people to stay with your organization. Fear or really a sense of commitment and loyalty to the place where if someone leaves, you end up... If you're doing it right, if someone leaves, you pause and you reflect on yourself. Right. Right? And wonder what happened... What can we do? We ask ourselves
0: that all the time. We do pretty serious postmortems when people are headed out the door. Exactly. It's less if somebody leaves Postlight for a startup and they have a certain ambition. That's a that's easier. We haven't. I don't think we've. We don't tend never to lose people to other agencies. That would make me really pause.
1: Yes, and that kind of fear is healthy. The kind where it's like if they leave, they will ruin me, and they are instantly the enemy. Yeah uh, you've got a whole other uh, approach that, frankly, goes right back into the org. It just becomes sort of you can't leave the cult
0: kind of a thing. I think that's, that's right. It's the sick system. You can't escape it. If you leave, you will have forsaken your entire future and let everybody down.
1: Exactly. Now, exactly. that
0: person clearly was really gifted at building that kind of environment.
1: I think there was, I think if they would have just calmed down, and let the smart people in the room do their thing and not overpromise. I think they could have probably found some Oh, this was the heartbreak. Here.
0: The problem is it was like a one-
1: product. This is about product. It was product a 1.5
0: billion dollar business. That's the problem. Exactly. They had a 1.5 billion dollar like blood testing like situation and they needed a 20-30 billion dollar blood testing situation to keep up. Exactly. And they exactly. got themselves into a pickle. There was clearly the talent and the drive to get something real yes. into the world.
1: Yes. And they just kept going bigger and bigger. Ah, and it's it just, they lost
0: track. I have a lot of empathy. Every time you build something, you think to yourself, well, this is going to change the world. Product is humbling. Uh, man. And then once it's actually, yeah, once it gets into the world, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm dog shit. Usually <laughs> <how that goes. laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, that's real. That's real. It that could have been a, an incredible success.
1: It could have been a, like hey you know what they 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 cut the time in half
0: on getting your blood result. There's nothing wrong or with it. Something. An, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with an incredible success. It's okay. But it doesn't make for the it doesn't get you on the cover of like Ink magazine. Yeah. Rich, we should just interrupt the show for a minute to let people know about Postlight. You know, Buzz Light
1: actually solves actual problems,
0: that's Paul. true. Big companies come to us and they say, we have this thing that's going on. We've got about 18 months and let's get it done. And it'll be like... Oh. You can feel the steam from the pressure Yeah, to exactly. solve the problem. A lot of people come in and just blink at us for a while. Yeah.
1: I, I've had clients and some of the bigger ones say, instead of, Rich, if we pull this off, I'm going to be a star. I, I often get, Rich, if we don't pull this off, I'm done.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Postlight will take we'll sit down with you and make it so that you're not the risk anymore and we'll get that We'll software. take it on. We'll get that we'll take the risk away from you and we will get you your software.
1: It's a great team of designers, engineers, product leaders, and strategists that will help you solve uh, some of your nastiest
0: and biggest technology problems. You know what sales is like at Postlight? Right here. You're listening to it, baby. You send an email to hello at postlight.com and it comes to me and Rich. And you get to be on a podcast without headphones. (laughs) That's right. It's just us. (laughs) All right. So everybody, hello at postlight.com. I'll tell you what I took off of this. Go. Okay. It's very easy if you are a smart, talented person who has succeeded who believe that you have perfect knowledge about things that you know not a damn thing about yeah and the number of people hovering around this complete disaster who were convinced that they had found the source of genius and the future of everything and were completely wrong 100% geniuses wrong. brilliant people brilliant brilliant people yes and you know not just the old doddering republican establishment like henry kissinger but like the obama administration was connected to this thing everybody because everybody likes to get in on a good story
1: well the herd was just a collection of like nobel laureates i mean it was
0: just (laughs) so good
1: it was so bizarre i I mean shit kissinger's here i mean kissinger's here but also like
0: the stanford chemistry professor whatever like
1: everybody's there And, and you know the the risk around that just goes down and down like further and further down i'm like yeah somebody did the homework somebody checked this out i mean look at look at look at this list of people and it just snowballs yeah and next you know next thing you know rupert murdoch is signing a thing and he doesn't know what he he, there's just like crayon pictures no
0: somebody was like rupert this is amazing i spoke to george schultz yeah this is amazing. this is exactly what you want to be in on and so i think it's a very it's a very easy lesson to take away like ah they're all idiots anyway they're not right. these are really smart capable people who got a lot done in their lives. Yep. And then they really thought they had something. One of the things that I like to do when I'm confused about something is walk the whole stack is what I call it. Like go okay what is this? What is it? Okay, what's under that? What's under that? Until literally with especially with software you get down to the CPU like yeah. you should be able to draw a line from this thing that somebody promised you and tells you is going to happen all the way down to the crappy microprocessor in their phone. Yeah. And if you can't, you know, if you can't close up those gaps, sometimes that's your knowledge, but sometimes people are just selling you a bill of goods. Yeah. You know, they're going to change human reality or some way, or people are going to do it this way instead of that way. Well, wait a minute.
1: Well, I, I mean, if I'm the founder Right, and I'm believing it and yeah. then all of a sudden I look at my board and it's essentially the the like Reagan administration <laughs> right and I I think I think I think that what I've projected comes back at me it's like I mean obviously I think there that they are
0: see I think that's real I think and, that, and it's
1: just that's a very fascinating sociological/ psychological story there it's like a I'm surrounded by the geniuses, and therefore, we must be okay. Let
0: me tell you something. I think that money makes it really easier to believe
1: things. And I think it's money. And I, they were throwing big parties, and yeah. and, and Silicon Valley. There's something just so greasy if you lift up the rug. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of it's bugs just, running around. It's
0: just that's not it. like here in New York City, right? Oh no, here everybody's I a mean, pure board. I mean, just, just go to
1: the garment district, good. man. Yeah, everybody's no, or just,
0: just treating each other right. It's Just the way that the real estate industry works here, and people are disrespectful and help <laughs> each other. Um, I mean, that's a, I guess, th- but that's a, you know the oh, funny thing God. there. Actually, it's a good point. Everybody knows it's corrupt in New York City. It's under, you just got to play the game. And, 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 and nobody pretends that real estate in New York City is a utopian life-changing industry that's going to make the world better. No,
1: Look, it's just savage vampires sucking I, blood I think from corrupt is too much. I actually think, I think it's brutally competitive and I think you have to know how to play. Yeah, I, until, you go,
0: is, uh, until you go for a closing and they're like, you just got to give this guy $300. What's his name? Doesn't matter to you. Well, there's that. Yeah. That, I mean, it's if you like the little nibbling corrupt, fine. No, no. This is an incredibly corrupt state.
1: Albany, New York City has nothing to do with Albany.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. No, you're right. No corruption here in New York City. <laughs> this was about problem. Silicon Valley. <laughs> so Why so you got to shit on
1: the home turf, man? <laughs> We're post at 101 Fifth all Avenue. All I'm saying
0: <laughs> is that New York City has, it's kind of known what the rules are once you're here for a while. And they suck sometimes. Yes. It is not conducive to success. However, Silicon Valley tends to kind of, it's got the same kind of corruption and hustle, but it tends to dress it up in world-changing utopian dreamscapes. And they're like, look at the, They just lead literally unicorns. The future and, is here. The future mm, is now. Here we go. Yeah. Blockchain. Literally unicorns. Just <laughs> literally unicorns. a herd of unicorns yeah, down, down Sand running. Hill Road. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so you're, uh, and so that, I do like that about this city. It's not a monoculture and the worms and the insects are running down the street you don't have to lift up yeah. a rock to see them yeah anyway people should read bad blood it is a very straightforward narrative about what can go wrong when you believe stuff yeah. and it is so easy to go one, one direction yep and then keep going yes all right let's get out of here all right bye everyone bye